vital, vital advice for your everyday life. Good morning. I have just woken up. It is 7.39 Salt Lake City time and I am exhausted. This trip has Oh, kick my butt. But I'm going to get ready, go down, get some breakfast, and then we're going to head out to the Salt Lake City Airport where I will uh, fill you in on some fun stuff. But yeah, uh, this weekend, holy lord, it's been an adventure and I've definitely enjoyed catching up with my bestie and talking about all the things that we wish we could do together uh, all the time and, you know, doing that. I also got to meet up with my brother who I haven't seen in a long time. does anyone else get like pre-tired for traveling or like you know you're about to be like stuffed in between two overweight men in the middle seat of your plane for five hours and you're just like mentally preparing and it's exhausting (laughs) oh lord okay i really hope that's not my reality but i will fill you guys in when i make that stop in chicago for sure (laughs) i'm gonna go get some breakfast Oh boy, that was a delicious breakfast. I'm doing a walkthrough, make sure I don't leave anything. Gotta check out, gotta take the shuttle, get to the airport. Oh lord. Hmm. You know what I love about hotels that I don't think people really grow out of? Like, when you're a kid, you go to a hotel. You're excited about, like, the hotel bed and the TV, and, like, the food that's, like, prepared for you, I'm still the same way. I get excited about being able to watch Smut TV on Bravo, laying in bed, and having breakfast already made for me. I love that experience, so I don't even care that it's cheap food. I'm just excited that someone else made it other than me. Okay, running out of breath already. Um, looks like got everything okay i'm going to go down check out catch my shuttle and then after i go to steerbix and grab me coffee let's talk books I got my Starbucks and I am walking towards my gate and yesterday they had me at the front of the airport which was going to make this a not was going to make this less of a journey less of a trek but now they've moved me to the other side of the airport all the way into the back so I'm going to be sweating in the next 10 minutes and then contemplating taking off my sweater and just being in my tank top which is going to uh, definitely not be the look I was intending for, but hey, it's the way it works. Got a couple hours before my next flight. So let's sit down and talk. So on the shuttle bus over here, the driver was listening to a radio station I used to listen to all the time during college while it was out here. It's Cable 93. And it's a country music station. I don't hear many of those in Maryland. I don't really come across them a lot out there. And so that moment when she was listening to like my old radio station, I just was thrown back into a whole level of nostalgia of a much easier time in my life. 
a time I thought was actually quite stressful, but looking back, wasn't that bad. So that was kind of a fun moment on this trip. Okay, so I wanted to talk about my book recommendations this week. So starting off, I'm going to be talking about the ones for sure I recommend. I finished and I even talked about them on previous episodes. So one of them is You Happier by Dr. Daniel Amund. We all know this is kind of the book that started me on my neuroscience journey, helped me create a lot of helpful mind hacks and life hacks that I think everyone could benefit from. So that is book number one I recommend. It talks about not only different ways that you can kind of hijack your brain through just like understanding the basic neuroscience of what's going on in your brain, but also nutraceuticals or supplements that you can take to kind of boost what your specific brain type needs. And he does go over brain types as well so that you can figure out like you tend to be a little bit more dopamine-ergic what supplements to take to kind of counterbalance that if you are low in serotonin or if you have a very overactive limbic system like he breaks down exactly what you can do for all of those things so highly recommend that book so yeah another thing i recommend about that book is that i think that this book you should probably read and not do the audiobook i listened to it on the audiobook and i found myself restarting chapters and going back and trying to write down things that i wanted to remember and had i had the book i would have been able to like highlight things and take pictures and stuff so i recommend that one that you read i don't feel like necessarily the audiobook enhanced the experience by any means so that's what i look back on and wish i had done instead but i usually do start off with the audiobook because that's the time that I have to read in my day is when I commute to work so that's the way it works out all right so that was the first book recommendation the second one that I also read on audiobook was the state of affairs by Esther Perel we all love her we adore her she gives us great advice on how to kind of revolutionize the way that we look at relationships and to give a more nuanced view on infidelity and perspectives that I don't feel like is talked about in a way that is unbiased the way that she does so I recommend that because every human being on this planet is going to be touched by infidelity whether you're going to experience it firsthand you're going to do it your neighbor does it your best friend husband does it like there's so many different ways that you could be influenced or touched by it that I think understanding it better just as a human on this planet is beneficial and this one, I think I liked the audio in the audiobook because it was Esther reading it out. And so you're able to kind of get her nuanced infl- like inflation, <laughs> inflection in her voice about what she wanted to emphasize in the statements. And it felt like I was almost having a conversation with her. So I actually liked the audiobook, but there are parts of it I wish I could still highlight. So I will probably also be getting a handheld version of that, of the state of affairs from her because honestly, I think it is a book I want to share with like everyone in my life. So yeah. That is book number two. It's so loud in here. Oh my God. I keep trying to find a seat that's quiet and then like more people keep going to my area because obviously it's the quiet area. Oh, so frustrating. Guys, I don't even know where to start on what has happened since I last recorded. 
that trip was absolute hell <laughs> from the second I got on my first plane until I got off of the last plane. The first trip from Salt Lake to Chicago was I was sat between really large men and both of them wanted to work the entire flight and they decided that working quote unquote working because one guy was just writing down names and phone numbers out of a book into a notepad instead of just you know using the book I don't okay and then the other guy was on his laptop and both of them taking up all of the arm rims. So I had to cross my arms the entire four-hour flight because these these guys just kept bumping me. Oh, it was hell. I was able to watch, like, Love Island and stuff, and, like, it's fine, but it's also not fine. Like, if you're on a flight and there's no arm room, don't work on your flight. It's so rude. That is, like, the rudest thing, the biggest ick. Like, don't do that shit. Be respectful of the people who are on that flight with you. You don't own that plane. You're not big money. Ew, oh, so frustrating. I get off the plane and I have like 30 minutes to find my next flight and grab some food, quickly like scarf it down and then it was going to take off again. So I run to McDonald's, I get my food and I run to my gate. And by the way, Chicago airport is voted like the top airport for the last like eight years running. Don't know why, because they do not have it structured in a way that makes sense. Like, like I had to go to an H gate and the H gates were separated on two different sides of the airport. And so the signs go this way to H gate and you go there and then the H gates stop and you're like, what the hell? And you turn around and you go back like, actually the rest of the H gates are down this long hallway. Why didn't you just make the numbers of the H's bigger? No, they're teeny tiny. You have to like squint to see them. I do not agree that this was voted the best airport. I've been to way better airports. Makes no sense. All right, so I get ready I did not have time to record anything because I had to eat and then we were boarding. I get on the plane and bro, that plane was shaking. I have never in my life been on a plane that was on the ground and was shaking from the wind. Chicago, yes, huge windy city. Wasn't expecting it to be that windy. I get on my seat. I sit next to this lovely person. Um... She was really friendly, and I was like, oh, good, finally someone who's not going to elbow me the entire flight. And then the pilot comes over the the uh, the speakers, and he's like, sorry, guys, I know you just boarded this terrible flight that's already shaking, but the doors aren't staying open. So we need you to get off so that we can get repair people over here. I have a feeling you'll ha- have, like, a better time waiting, not on a plane that is shaking back and forth. And, like, valid point, I probably would prefer that. So So we all get off the plane and we start watching as time is passing and the boarding estimation gets longer and longer and the flight attendants have to continue to update us and be like another 30 minutes, another hour, like they're trying really hard to fix it. Um, We don't know if we can fix it, guys. And then it eventually gets like three hours into this wait. And they say, yeah, we're going to have to actually reschedule this flight for the next morning. Mass chaos. People are leaving. I have to go to the front because I'm like, I have to be back 
to work tomorrow and there's no way I can just be like, sorry guys, I'm not coming in. Like I have to be there. And so I go over, I'm like, is there, is there any way I can go out tonight and go to this actual airport that I need to go to? Cause that's where I'm going to be picked up. And they changed their mind. I don't know who um, uh, in the like cosmos was like, actually, instead of rescheduling it for 6am tomorrow morning, we're actually going to push this five o'clock flight to 9pm tonight and we'll get you guys a different plane. So what you're saying is I have to wait until 9 p.m., which means I will get in to BWI at 12.30. Wow. Okay. Yeah, definitely going to have an issue with getting a ride, but I figured that out too. Either way, at this point, I was not feeling talking about books. I was not feeling about podcasting. I was not about to get my phone out. I just called my boyfriend. I got a margarita. And this sweet guy at the bar, he was like, what can I get for you, honey? And I was like, what specials do you have for people whose flight has been delayed five hours? Like, is there a special for that? And he was like, oh, honey, you need some tequila. (laughs) like please just give me a margarita now so I'm sipping that and then he comes over with a burger and fries he's like here's the rest of your special like my heart that was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life all right so I wait I get on my plane and they're like um yeah I'm sorry that it's like 9 30 at night um my bad but like we'll get you there now and they kept trying to be like sell their airline to me being like, we hope to see you again. Everyone on the flight's like, <laughs> bet we're never coming back to you. Everyone, I have a list of airlines that have just screwed up too many times for me to trust them. And here is the list. I didn't think you were going to expect this list. It was supposed to be about books. But let me tell you, this is the actual vital advice that you need from this episode. Do not fly Frontier. Do not fly Spirit and do not fly American Airlines. You're going to save yourself so much time, so much headache medication. And yeah, you'll have to pay a little bit more, but it's worth it. Okay, just avoid those airlines entirely. There's your vital advice. Now, we will proceed with our feature presentation of the books. Now, I've decided to go forward talking about the books that I do recommend. I'm also going to talk about the books that I read and I just don't feel like really spoke to me. Uh, And I'll I'll tell you why. And then I'm also going to talk about the books I have on my to read list because there are actually some ones I'm very excited about. So let's get into that. A great one out there for you, uh, people who are into neuroscience like I am, is The Molecule of More by Daniel Lieberman and Michael Long. This goes into a lot of the neuroscience of dopamine, and it's where I do a lot of my research, or at least a starting point for a lot of the research I have done with dopamine-specific parts of our behavior. There are other um, researchers out there, obviously, and like uh, Dr. Daniel Amon's book, Um, You Happier hits on dopamine, obviously, but this one is just like a focus of that entirety from all ranges of sex life, creativity, wellness, and just in general, like how it affects us. And so I'm only halfway through this book and I I recommend it because anything to do with the neuroscience behind behavior is something that I just eat up. 
So just the first few chapters, I feel like humankind could benefit from understanding. The more you are able to explain why you do certain behaviors, the easier it is for you to call yourself out on it and to do better. So that is a great place to start in your neuroscience journey if you want to kind of well, I, I guess I would put a second place behind you happier because you happier is super basic. Like you don't need to do a lot of scientific research or understand certain terms to understand the neuroscience in that book. But in, in uh, the molecule more, you might need to understand it a little bit more. Either way, great book. Um, I listen to this again on audiobook. It's where I do most of my, my book reading these days. Um, but I... Mm, I think a hard copy of this might serve the general public better because I was finding myself repeating certain passages to get a better understanding of what was being said. So that's what I would recommend for that particular book. Next up, let's see here. What do I want to talk about? A book I would recommend for anyone who's interested in attachment styles and how it affects your relationship would be Insecure in Love by Leslie Becker Phelps. I read this in the course of a road trip it was like eight hours long and I felt like a lot of it was beneficial for just general public because we all have an attachment style whether it's secure or insecure and there's really great examples on how if you have an insecure attachment style how that affects your romantic relationships and can put you into unhealthy cycles that can be broken if you are able to recognize how you and your partner are attached insecurely. And there's nothing wrong with having an insecure attachment style, by the way. I know that they make things harder for sure, but they're not making like, they're not going to hold you back as long as you try to work towards a more secure attachment with your partner. It's going to be harder the longer you stay in denial is basically what I'm saying. Like, acknowledge it, see where your holdups are, allow yourself to make mistakes and to fall back, but just keep trying. Anyway, this book is a really great example of um, what that looks like, how to do that, and where to start. So I recommend that for everyone to read. I read it as an audiobook. I don't necessarily think that it's beneficial to read it as an audiobook. I think having a hard copy of it probably would be better. That way you're able to skip chapters and get to where you actually think you are, which I wish I could have done because eh, for me, I was reading it for my own attachment reasons, but it was fun to kind of see other attachment styles and how they work and how their dynamics are. But I don't necessarily think that if I was reading it for my own benefit, I would have read those chapters, you know, like, so like, I, I, yeah, I think hard copy for this is probably preferred, but you could do the audiobook. That's not a problem either. Okay. This book, not finished it yet. Brand new, fresh off the printing press (laughs) is Jay Shetty's Eight uh, Eight Rules of Love. I find this book to be so inspiring because the perspective on the definition of what love is, first of all, I feel like is very comprehensive and a very unique approach to it. Uh, He talks about uh, the different approaches to how you can view love as a spectrum and how you can view love as a separate entity, depending on what kind of love it is and how that culturally Uh, can be different depending on where you are in the world. Uh, He brings up, I think, Roman idea of it, 
a couple other cultures, but specifically what he focuses on within what he understands because he did spend time as a monk in, I think, India somewhere. Either way, he was uh, trained using the idea of ashrams and how that separates like like different like school of thinking in regards to love being something that is um, a step-by-step process where you have to learn love for yourself, love for others, respect for others. Like I'm not even telling you in the correct way that he breaks it down. I'm sorry, I should have pulled this up. But basically, I feel like this book does give you more than just eight rules. It also gives you meditations that you can be doing to try uh, to tune into yourself in regards to what type of love he's talking about in that respect. It teaches you how to better be in tune with what your values are so that you can express them to your partner. Um, I really enjoy that very wholesome and kind soft approach to something that could be damning in a way when we talk about love and doing it wrong or doing it right it always can come across as or potentially could come across as something that we're failing at but I don't feel like that's his approach in this book it's more here's a different way of doing it and I think that's beautiful I also think that his idea of mixing the culture with what we understand in our culture brings us out of our narrow-minded brings us out of a narrow-minded box idea of what we know because of what we saw our parents do and brings us into a more creative more loving not that your parents weren't loving I'm not trying to assume but like self-loving I guess way of looking at how we interact with the people that we love and I think it's a great book I will be finishing it I don't have anything to really comment negatively about this book. And I honestly think that you could do either audio or hard copy, although Jay Shetty does narrate it. So if you like to listen to his voice, then obviously audiobook is great. But a hard copy would probably help you um, with some of the elements that he puts in the book, like questions you can ask your partner and uh, questions you can ask your dates. So definitely feel like a hard copy would be easier than what I did where I had to write down each question and write down each um, element myself. So to each their own, choose your poison for that. I think that's pretty much all I have right now for books that I would 100% recommend that I have read. There are some books that I have on my wish list that I'm pretty sure I'm going to recommend later, but I haven't read them so I can't say. (laughs) I just know the authors and I really like them. So that's why I would recommend it. Um, So let's talk about some books that I have read that I either didn't finish because I didn't feel like it was benefiting me or I read them and I thought that it wasn't anything special. So let's get into that. The first book that I don't necessarily want to put in the don't recommend, but yeah, I just feel like that perspective on it isn't exactly what I mean. What I I would rather put this category as is it didn't do anything for me category because it probably was beneficial for someone else, just not in my particular case. So something that I read that I didn't feel like benefited me was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. This was that book I brought up in an episode where I was like, I'm going to try manifesting it and see if it's bullshit. 
And I tell you, I could not finish this book because I could not finish this book. It is way too woo-woo for me. I already consider myself kind of a woo-woo person. But the more I read into this book, the more I was like, this is going out of the realm of what I can accept and what I can comprehend. And perhaps that is a limiting perspective. I will accept that. Maybe someone out there is way more in tune with the universe and a little bit more open in their chakras for it. I don't know. But for me, this was not it. I didn't get the benefit I wanted out of it. And to be honest with you, the type of manifestation that was promoted in this book takes way too much work. I can't. I don't have time for that. I don't know who has time in their day to do this level of mental practice because if we've learned in previous episodes about brain capacity uh, in your day, you have brain energy and like space within your head in a day. I don't have the room to do that level of meditation. So good for you if you do. This was not for me. So this book I read all the way through and it was interesting, but I don't feel like what I was trying to get out of this book was what was the intention for this book. For me, I didn't get out what I wanted. Therefore, I'm not pushing it in the category that I think it was intended for. And it was called Love Without Sex by Lucy, um, God, what is her name? Sophie Lucido Johnson. Sorry. Terrible with that name. The book in and of itself, if you're approaching it from the perspective of this is just stories of people and their walk of life, I think it is a really good read. It is, it's nonfiction and you do see people from different walks of life. So that aspect of it, I did enjoy. What I wanted out of the book was I was approaching it as a way to better understand asexuality and to better understand polyamory. And both, I feel like I didn't get a clear understanding outside of the spectrum of her own personal life, which cannot speak for the vast majority of experiences. And I'm not saying that's what she promoted it as, but I feel like as for me, it's more just like, you know, celebrating human life, which is beautiful, but I don't necessarily feel like everyone needs to read it. So that's just one I would put on the list, but it honestly is a great book if you like people. So keep it on the list, but I didn't necessarily get the benefit out of it that I was hoping to get. Okay, so let's move on to the books that I have in my wish list and talk about those for a little while. Sorry, this episode is turning out to be so short. It's just the way that it is. All right, my wish list. Top one is called Ace by Angela Chen. I started chapter one of this and I'm already very encouraged. It is more of the type of book that I was trying to get out of Love Without Sex where it talks about asexuality in a way that explains their general processes without putting it in a box of like this is the only experience you can have as an asexual person it just like explains more like varied experiences and such that kind of stuff is what I want to get out of my study time so I'm excited to read that one another one is by uh Daniel Almonds again and it's uh called change your brain change your life it looks really interesting. It's probably another deep dive into neuroscience. <coughs> Bless me. With um, how you can 
use nutraceuticals and understand brain science in order to better yourself. So I love that kind of stuff. Excited to read that. The next would be a book by Esther Perel, who we love, and hers is Mating in Captivity. I've heard really great things about this book, but I've not been interested in reading it. Every time I try to pick it up, I just pick something else. So I do want to still read it. I just don't know when, and I find the concept interesting. So hopefully we'll do that soon. But that is basically it for me, guys. That's all I have right now on the list. I am always getting more recommendations and trying out new things. So if you have any recommendations for me on books that you think I should read, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. And I will definitely update any of you guys that are interested on any new books that are up and coming and on the horizon. There is one that I haven't really looked at that was talking about oh god it was on tiktok uh who's talking about how men and women communicate i would love to read more about that and then there was a new book um on what real self-care looks like and it's not out of those like norms of take a bath meditate you know do skincare it's more of like a more introspective view of self-care so I'd like to read that as well but I don't know what the title of those books are so I can't recommend them um, and once I do though I will definitely let y'all know on my Instagram and possibly update you on this podcast but that is all I have for you guys this has been a week let me tell you oh lord so I'm just gonna sign you out and then hopefully I'll see you guys next week but yeah how do I end my podcast um stay present remember to stay present remember to study the brain because it's a beautiful thing remember to love yourself Uh, yeah remember all those great things and i will see you next week with another episode of this podcast goodbye (laughs)